the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Senator Kennedy of Louisiana has a question for you. Yeah, that would be Senator John Kennedy of Louisiana. How can I put this? Christmas ornaments, drywall, and Jerry Epstein. Name three things that don't hang themselves. That's what the American people think. That's what the American people think. And they deserve some answers. And I know that you're not in charge of these investigations. Yes, sir. But you talk to the people who are. And and I need you to take a very respectful message today. Um, tell the American people what happened. And, and don't, don't rush it so that they don't do a thorough investigation. But you and I both know they can make this a, a top priority and get it done more quickly than they normally would. I hope that guy runs for president. He'd be entertaining. Uh, that, he said... <laughs> He said Jerry Epstein, but he, I think he meant Jeffrey. Uh, that was uh, Kennedy, John Kennedy, today at a Senate Judiciary Committee hearing with Federal Bureau of uh, Prisons Director Kathleen Sawyer. Now, Kennedy is like just about every other person in America. He doesn't believe Jeffrey Epstein hanged himself. And Sawyer told him that the, uh, that's the prison director, uh, Sawyer told him that the FBI is involved and they are looking at a criminal enterprise. In other words, they're investigating whether somebody might have helped Epstein kill himself. Meanwhile, today, two correctional officers who were supposed to be guarding Epstein were arrested and they were charged with making false records and conspiracy. And according to a video that the prosecutors have, uh, Epstein was in his cell unobserved for eight hours before he was found dead. He was supposed to be checked on every half hour. And the indictment says that Michael Thomas and Tova Noel sat at their desks and browsed the Internet for furniture, furniture, motorcycle sales, and sports news instead of monitoring Epstein's cell. Of course, his cell was 15 feet away, so that would have actually required, you know, getting up out of a chair. Video also shows them sleeping for about two hours, and these two idiots are in big trouble. And if you ask me, this story is a lot more interesting uh, and maybe more important than the impeachment fiasco because the impeachment's going nowhere. But Epstein knew and hung around with lots of really important and powerful people, and he would have had lots of ways to blackmail them, and most of them would have preferred him dead instead of alive to, you know, let the world know about them. So this has stunk to high heaven since they found Epstein dead, and let's hope they get some answers. When we come back, we're actually going to talk about what happened with the impeachment hearings today with Hans von Spakovsky, who used to work in the Justice Department. And by the way, his theme song for this episode is this right here. Heard it from a friend who Heard it from a friend who Heard it from another you've been messing around You take it on the run, baby If that's the way you want it, baby Then I don't want you around They blow into town with the wind, rain, and hail. And out-of-town storm chasers going door-to-door, often posing as a local company, offering a quick fix to desperate homeowners. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. Just be careful who you call. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs. 
roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. A company who will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Mention STAG for an additional 10% off. Windows R Us, proud sponsor of the Jerk of the Week, heard every Friday on the John Sagerwald Show. WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Confusing? Tedious? Worse than a math test. That's how most Americans describe shopping for health insurance. Yep, open enrollment is here again. You have until December 15th to choose something very expensive that you hope to never use. And if that makes you want to stick a red-hot poker in your eye, call Marley Financial. Marley has every plan available in the tri-state, but they also offer some of the most innovative solutions to tackle the high cost of health care. Heard of first dollar benefits, the most expensive part of a health plan? They're great if you visit the doctor a lot or take medications, but if you're healthy, why pay it? A catastrophic plan through Marley may be all you need. Or how about a high deductible plan you can pair with a supercharged HSA? Not all plans qualify, but Marley's do, offering double benefits to cut your out-of-pocket costs in half. Call Marley Financial today. Today at 724-884-1496 for a custom-designed health plan with the coverage you need at a price that's right for you. 724-884-1496 or at MarleyFG.com. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover, all for just 3 bucks plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy! Whether you're a candidate looking to advance your career or a company looking to advance your business, Advanced Sourcing Concepts is your bridge to success. Advanced Sourcing Concepts matches highly qualified workers with highly reputable companies. Advanced Sourcing Concepts brings a high-touch approach to human resources. As a candidate, your personal recruiter works with you to find opportunities that best fit your goals. For employers, they're your private talent scout, letting you focus on business while they find the first draft picks to deepen your bench. A certified woman-owned company, Advanced Sourcing Concepts has built a strong reputation for providing top quality talent for direct hire, contract hire, and project-based positions here at home and across the nation and are recognized by Recruit Military as a veteran hiring leader. Visit ASCPeople.com for active job postings. Then call 412-415-5090 and cross your bridge to success. 412-415-5090 at ASCPeople.com. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Well, if you've been listening lately here, you know that I have admitted to not watching the impeachment hearings very much at all because I think it's all a waste of time and going nowhere. It's just impossible to stay awake, actually, through most of it. But uh, and, and whether Trump is going to be president a year from now, I think, is going to be decided by, you know, an election. Fortunately, though, there are guys like Hans von Spakovsky around. He's a senior legal fellow at the Heritage Foundation who has worked on election reform and worked in the Justice Department. He um, has been paying attention, I think. He joins us now. Hans, thanks for being here. Sure, thanks for having me back. So I'm guessing you've been paying attention. Uh, I uh, it, it's, 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 just, it's just almost impossible for me. I can't even be in the same room with it for most of the time. But let me start by playing, and I happen to see this today, uh, but let me start by playing this exchange between Jim Jordan and Adam Schiff as Jordan is questioning Lieutenant Colonel Alexander Vidman. Listen to this, uh, uh, Hans. Uh, Mr. Jordan, on uh, call readout, certainly after the first call, there were probably a half a dozen or more people that I read out. Those are people with the proper clearance and the need to know. In this case, because of the sensitivity of the call and Mr. Eisenberg told me not to speak to anybody else, I only read out outside of the NSC 
Two individuals. Two individuals. Das Kent and one other indi- uh, person. And you're not willing to tell us who that other individual is? Mr. I, Chairman, I, point I, of Mr. order. Mr. Chairman. Mr. Chairman, point of order. The gentleman suspend. Counsel. Uh, Mr. Chairman, uh, I would ask you Clock. to enforce the, uh, the rule Clock. with regard to the disclosure, with regard to the uh, intelligence officer. Um, thank you, Counsel. You know, as I indicated before, this committee will not be used to out the whistleblower. Um, that same uh, Mr. Chairman, can, necessity can you, can you of protection first stop the time so I don't lose the will time. Persist. Uh, you are recognized again, Mr. Jordan. Mr. Chairman, I, I don't see how this is outing the whistleblower. The, the witness has testified in his deposition that he doesn't know who the whistleblower is. You have said, even though no one believes you, you have said you don't know who the whistleblower is. So how is this outing the whistleblower to, to, to find out who this individual is? Jordan, uh, this is your time for questioning. You can use it any way you like, but what? your question should be addressed to the and witness. I'd like to... And your question should not be addressed to trying to out the whistleblower. Well, okay, okay. So, Hans, was that a gotcha moment for the Republicans, Republicans today? Both Schiff and Vidman have said they don't know who the whistleblower is. Did he get him? Oh, he, he got him. I mean, that is such... that That is so unbelievable, particularly because... Everybody in Washington knows who it is, because even though the major networks are refusing to name him, there have been numerous articles uh, providing the name of the whistleblower. He's, he's an Obama, uh, he was an Obama holdover in the White House, a CIA analyst, someone who had uh, a relationship with Vice President Biden and, and John Brennan, and who hired a lawyer, <laughs> a lawyer who almost as soon as um, the president was elected started talking about in a Twitter account about the coup, the coup that they were going to organize to take out the president. Yeah, that was the whistleblower's uh, admitted lawyer, right? He's admitted to being. Yes. The, and and yeah. and then his Twitter feed shows, and and that the coup has begun, or whatever as or whatever it was. Um, right. And and how are the Democrats trying to explain that away, or have they even been asked to yet? No, they're not allowing any questions about the uh, whistleblower. They, the Republicans have asked for the whistleblower to be brought in as a witness, and they are refusing to do that because they obviously don't want anybody to be able to question his bias and his credibility. That's the reason why they won't allow him, him uh, in to testify. And, look, yeah, I have been listening today, and if a prosecutor had come to me when I was at the Justice Department with this, with the, with summaries of what these witnesses are, have been saying today, and told me they wanted to go to trial and prosecute, I would have fired the guy, because what we've been hearing today is uh, all these witnesses, in essence, saying, "Well, there really wasn't anything um, illegal about the phone call the president had." No, he doesn't have to listen to the State Department's. Advice. No, he doesn't have to listen to the lieutenant colonel's views on how to conduct foreign policy with Ukraine. What you have is a whole lot of nothing. And Vidman seemed to be uh, upset a little bit that uh, the president wasn't following the talking points that he uh, right. came up with, and as as though he's <laughs> like. And is this a, is this a is this um, just an indication of how carried away with themselves too many people in the State Department have become? It absolutely is. And my impression of this lieutenant colonel is, what an arrogant, what an arrogant guy thinking that the president has to follow his views and his opinion of, of how to do things in, in Ukraine. I, I think this guy ought to be, he ought to resign and frankly leave the army. He, he is an embarrassment. If I, if I was the secretary of the army, I'd be embarrassed by having this guy uh, in the army and having him in the White House as an advisor. And uh, have the Republicans succeeded in laying some perjury traps here recently? Well, I, I'm not sure about that. I, I think, you know, there's no way for them to go against Adam Schiff, but I just have a hard time believing Schiff when he says, well, he didn't know who the whistleblower was. Because there, there have been stories outed about how this whistleblower contacted and spoke to Schiff and or his staff prior to him even filing a, a complaint with the uh, Inspector General for the Intelligence Services. And so I, I've been trying to follow this by, you know, just catching the highlights. But before today, 
the big takeaway seemed to be that uh, seems to be that uh, some ambassadors had their feelings hurt by Donald Trump, and uh, so therefore he should be impeached. That's kind of what I got out of it. Oh no, you got it exactly right. Look, the Friday testimony by Maria Yovanovitch, who was an Obama appointee to be the Ukrainian ambassador, she used the the wording. I actually wrote this down that she was shocked, appalled, and devastated when she was fired. Well, excuse me, but you know when Barack Obama came into office, he fired every single Bush-appointed ambassador in every country in the world on inauguration day, and uh, I don't think I don't seem to recall anybody saying that. Oh, that, that was a reason to be. Uh, uh, to impeach him, or that they held hearings about it. Why? Because ambassadors serve at the pleasure of the president, and he can sue him for any reason or no reason. The fact that Yovanovitch was upset about this, big deal. How in the world is that relevant to an impeachment in- investigation? And I don't recall uh, a big stink being raised about it, or anybody feeling sorry for the any of the ambassadors. As a matter of fact, I think it was oh. the op- it was the opposite. He was praised in uh, some of the liberal um, yeah. uh, areas for uh, being smart, which I, I would agree. I would think that would be the right thing to do. You don't want anybody working for you who doesn't like you. No, in fact, I think, uh, uh, remember, he not only did that with ambassadors, he also did it with all of the U.S. attorneys across the country. And I wish to heck that Trump... <laughs> I wish Trump had done the same thing. He should yeah. have followed exactly what Obama did, because then he would have gotten uh, a, a lot of these people who are members of the swamp, who've been doing everything they can to sink this president. They wouldn't have been there. Yeah, and and uh, we haven't heard uh, quid pro quo for a couple of weeks. Um, now the key words seem to be bribery and extortion. Where are the Democrats going with this, and are they getting anywhere, or will they get anywhere with that, do you think? Well, Don, you may have missed it, but there was actually a story last week saying that um, the DNC, <laughs> National uh, Committee, convened a focus group. Oh, I saw that, and yeah. The, mm-hmm. Yeah, and the focus group is the one that told them, well, quid pro quo isn't really get, getting anywhere. Yeah, nobody knows what that means. You, you, need yeah. to, you, you need to use the term bribery because that sounds more sinister. So that's why they've changed. So they're running this impeachment inquiry based on focus groups. What does that tell you? That tells you this is really a political action. It has nothing to do with actually being concerned about um, uh, serious misconduct by the president. This, this is being done so that they can damage the president and win the next election. Well, hey, Aaron, can you, can, I, we have some music I want to play for you. Uh, can we do it, Aaron, right here, the, uh, the one we played at the Open? If you get it, uh, what you mentioned in a piece that you wrote that uh, there, the testimony from, I think it was Kent and one of the other guys, reminded you of uh, this song. Heard it from a friend who, heard it from a friend who, heard it from another you've been messing around. <laughs> yeah, is that, uh, I, I think I know where you're going with that, but you want to explain why you, why you made reference to that song by REO Speedwagon? Well, because all three of the witnesses, for example, last week weren't in on the phone call with uh, that, the, that President Trump had with the, the head of Ukraine, um, and weren't in on uh, any of the conversations and advice being going on. They just heard about it, what had supposedly happened from other folks who heard it from other folks. And and by the way, uh, the Lieutenant Colonel, Lieutenant Colonel Vindeman today, he also testified he had no firsthand knowledge about any of this and was just, quote, following news accounts. So, I mean, uh, uh, we're talking to Hans von Spakovsky. He is a senior uh, uh, legal uh, fellow at the Heritage Foundation and also worked in the Justice Department. Um, So we're, I mean, as you look at this as an attorney yourself and somebody who's been on the inside, um, why does this make sense to the Democrats? Why would they think that this is going well for them to this point? Because people aren't really paying attention, and all they hear is impeachment, 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 and they really don't get the details? I think they're in some ways um, divorced from reality. Uh, look, they they were so devastated when it turned out that the Russian election collusion claim that they'd been pushing for two years turned out to be a complete and total hoax. 
they just they were sure that was going to come out and they're going to be able to use it to remove the president it didn't work now they've latched on to this and and some of what's going on is um i think they're really afraid of what's going to be in the inspector general report that's mm-hmm. about to come out this is by the department of justice about the wrongdoing of obama fbi and obama doj officials in launching the whole uh, uh, investigation, counterintelligence operation against President Trump. And I, I think they're, they're hoping that this impeachment inquiry will distract people from the serious misconduct that I think that that report's going to reveal. Well, there's a good piece at The Federalist today. It's a review of a book by Lee Smith. Uh, and the, the title of the book is uh, The Plot Against the President, The True Story of How Congressman uh, Devin Nunez uncovered the biggest political scandal in U.S. history. Uh, Without having read the book and just hearing the title of that and not having any idea, obviously, what's in the book, does that sound like a title that can be justified by whatever's in the book? Uh, Yes, and the reason is this. Um, Never before in the history of the United States uh, were our intelligence agencies used and the FBI used the most powerful uh, law enforcement agency in the country to launch an investigation of the political opposition presidential candidate. That's what happened here with the whole Russian election collusion investigation, which we now know was a complete and total hoax. And, and the only justification used to open up not just an investigation, but spying, eavesdropping, electronic eavesdropping on the president, incoming president, uh, was political opposition research manufactured by Hillary Clinton's campaign and fed to the FBI by DOJ Obama officials. I, I just can't think of anything uh, worse than all of that. And none of it would have happened if they hadn't been 1,000% convinced that she had no way of losing, that she was going to be president, then it wouldn't matter because nobody's going to, they're, they're not going to be held to account. Oh, yeah, you're right about that. Now, now, um, I've got a couple minutes left here. Um, I'm just wondering, uh, you know, could could you how much of this do you think is attributed uh, to the Democrats trying to preempt any revelations about their own corruption in Ukraine? This whole Ukraine angle anyway. Uh, you know, I think that's part of it, too, because uh, the, the fact that they won't allow remember the Republicans on the Intelligence Committee specifically asked to uh, bring in Hunter Biden as a witness so they could look at the potential conflict of interest he had, getting a, uh, a sweetheart deal, as a job in the Ukraine, and his president stopping a corruption investigation of his company. They have prevented that from happening. That's extremely relevant to the whole corruption issue in Ukraine, which is the crux of, of this whole case, and yet uh, they won't let the Republicans bring him in. So that tells you they don't want any investigation of what happened with Joe Biden and his son. I've got a couple minutes left here uh, with Hans von Spakovsky. Um, could you make a case that President Trump acted improperly uh, without making the case for impeachment? I'm not, I mean, you personally, or if you were trying to prosecute him? Uh I don't think you could. I don't think you can make the case that uh, he has broken the law. There's no. There's no. Um, there's no federal law that he has violated. Certainly not the bribery federal bribery statute, which is what Democrats have been talking about lately. None of this even comes close to meeting any of the elements of of uh, that law. Um, was he was it wise or unwise uh having the discussions with the ukrainian president you know i can't really answer that some people think there was nothing wrong with it others say oh he shouldn't have done that but the most important point there is there was nothing illegal mm-hmm. in what he in what he did 30 seconds left um what what, what if this were a trial in a courtroom uh how would it have been thrown out by now yeah, I think it would have, um, in particular because, remember, the aid to the Ukraine was only held up for a short amount of time. It right. eventually was, was paid, and um, the Ukrainians didn't actually do anything to reopen a uh, uh, corruption investigation of the company. Thanks, So Dave. none of the... 
Anyway. Hans, I'm out of time. Thanks. Thanks again. Sure thing. Bye-bye. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. Testimony about the July phone call between President Trump and Ukrainian President Zelensky was presented on Capitol Hill today. Lieutenant Colonel Alexander Vindman, an Army officer at the National Security Council, says he was concerned by the call. What I heard was inappropriate, and I reported my concerns to Mr. Eisenberg. It is improper for the President of the United States to demand a foreign government investigate a U.S. citizen and a political opponent. But Republican House Intelligence Committee member Chris Stewart says Lieutenant Colonel Vindman's interpretation that President Trump's call was a demand for an investigation is ridiculous. I had to tell you, I think it's nonsense. Uh, Look, I was in the military. I could distinguish between a favor and an order and a demand, and so could my subordinates. And I think President Zelensky did as well. He never initiated an investigation. On Wall Street, the Dow down by 102 points. This is SRN News. Trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Past results do not guarantee future performance. Most people in today's economy are taking a roller coaster ride with their investments. With Vantage Point software, you can remove that dynamic from your investment strategy once and for all. Vantage Point has spent the last three decades perfecting an artificial intelligence process that you can put to use today to take advantage of market fluctuations and make money no matter which way the market moves. Vantage Point software analyzes massive quantities of data all around the world in seconds so you get the information you need to make the right decisions to optimize your profits. Vantage Point is making its exclusive market forecast process available to you for free when you text money to 411411. That's M-O-N-E-Y to 411411. We'll send you a link to your free market forecast so you take back control of your financial future. Text money to 411411. Go to vantagepointsoftware.com for terms, conditions, and privacy policy. Dr. Sebastian Gorka believes organization is key. We have to rethink everything for the next year. At some point you say, okay, in my interests, in the individual liberties predicated on the fact that we are made in the image of God, means that I am going to go and vote, and I'm going to organize others to go and vote. We have to get organized. America First with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Afternoons at 3, right before John Steigerwald at 5 on AM 1250. The answer. Oh, what a tangled web we weave when we first practice to deceive was the admonition of Sir Walter Scott in the 1800s. Change deceive to intercede. And the quote becomes most apropos to Governor Tom Wolf's plan to increase the threshold at which salaried workers must be paid overtime. But there are serious consequences with such a move. Learn what they are at AlleghenyInstitute.org, where conventional public policy thinking is challenged every day. Are you willing to go through another season with cold and drafty windows or doors? Well, you don't have to. Pella has the best sale of the year going on right now. 55% off installation or 12 months, no interest, no payments. Energy efficiency, noise control. Plus, we are certified best for kids. Our warranties are the best in the business and expert installation too. It's Pella on sale right now. Call 888-78-PELLA or PellaPittsburgh.com. Hey, Pittsburgh, this is Tun Shilka for my good friends at Calusi Chevrolet. All month long, the team at Calusi is having a Black Friday sales event. So right now, you can lease a 2020 Chevy Trax for as low as $159 per month. This is a 39-month, 30,000-mile lease with $24.99 plus tax at registration due at signing. Must qualify with a current lease. Check them out at Calusi.com. Find new roads at Calusi Chevrolet. Do you or your business have financial problems? Are you overwhelmed with debt? Then call me, Attorney Dennis Spire at 412-471-7675. My legal practice concentrates on bankruptcy law, debtor rights, and tax matters. I have over 30 years' experience as a former United States Department of Justice bankruptcy attorney and lawyer in private practice. I have represented thousands of cases faced with financial problems and lawsuits. Reorganize and get a fresh start. Call 412-471-7675 or visit my website at DennisSpira.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Out of time now, northbound 79, accident off of the shoulder near 910. Delay start around the Parkway North. On the Parkway North, slowing down outbound as you approach 79. Parkway West, heavy inbound, Green Tree to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. An outbound Parkway Center Drive to Carnegie. Inbound Parkway East, really heavy. 
from Forest Hills to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. There was an earlier accident causing the delay. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, the answer. Weather. So maybe you see a quick shower this evening. Otherwise, look for cloudy skies at a low of 34 tonight. Then tomorrow, we start out cloudy, followed by some breaks of sun in the afternoon. High of chilly 46. It'll be partly cloudy with a chilly 30 for the low tomorrow night. And then Thursday, sun will fade behind clouds, but it'll be turning milder with the high 51. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm meteorologist Frank Streit. You're listening to the John Staggerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. Got another uh, second half hour today without a guest, so uh, I'll take phone calls if you're interested. Uh, 844-302-1250. 844-302-1250. Okay, it's from InfoWars, okay? That's what I got in my hand here. InfoWars. So, I mean, I'm, I'm telling you where it's coming from, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the story, and then you take it for what it's worth and just understand the source. But this is the... Uh, this is the uh, headline. Now, you know that, first of all, you know that Donald Trump was uh, went to the hospital on Saturday. Uh, unscheduled trip to the hospital. Wasn't mentioned in, in his, uh, any of his, his, you know, his, I guess the release that they put out uh, every day to the media, giving them the president's schedule for the day. But he showed up at the hospital, and the story was that he just went there for some tests, and uh, he came he passed with flying colors. There were no problems. They did uh, some kind of a blood test and blah, blah, blah. Well, this is this here. I'm just going to read it to you what it says from Infowars today. An inside source says President Trump's food taster. That's right. His food taster became ill after ingesting an unnamed substance, which is why the president made a surprise hospital visit on Saturday. In an official statement, the White House said President Trump visited the Walter Reed Military Hospital for a quick exam and labs, uh, and doctors and staff reportedly found the... uh, But additionally, this inside source said that the food taster was also rushed to the hospital, the food taster being the chef, I believe, after becoming extremely ill. Doctors and staff, this is according to the InfoWars source, reportedly found the byproduct of a type of toxin that's very hard to detect and has a time-delayed onset of symptoms. Additionally, the toxin is a newer concoction that's not typically tested for since it's not well-known, according to the source. Now, of course, the source isn't... um, isn't identified. The president was later taken to the same facility where a battery of tests were performed to assess whether he had ingested the same toxin. Uh, There's an ongoing investigation into the matter. During the Clinton administration, the chief chef was designated the presidential food taster, according to the former White House chief, uh, I'm sorry, White House chef, Walter Scheib. Uh, He said, yeah, the chef is the master. This is according to uh, Washington Examiner. He said, yeah, the chef is the taster. We are the last ones to taste it before it goes out. What's more, he said, the White House has an elaborate system to uh, taste food for the uh, president because uh, he, he shouldn't trust him. Interestingly, the Scheib guy also said that sometimes the most secure way to serve food to the president is to just go to the shore, store and shop at the last moment. Now, that might explain – this is all coming from um, – the story here at InfoWars, that might explain Trump's ongoing penchant for fast food. Of course, it also might just be that he likes McDonald's and he likes, you know, fast food. And according to a 2013 article by Business Insider, it's very likely the president has a food taster. And despite criticism of the practice under President Barack Obama, the mystery anti-poison position apparently goes back to the days of Ronald Reagan. The recent taster controversy was sparked after a report of the president not eating at a lunch with Republican senators earlier this month. So uh, that, that's, that's what I'm getting to, I'm giving to you from, um, a, um, uh, from InfoWars. So, and again, it's InfoWars, so... Take it for what it's worth. But I think it's interesting because also at the same time that I uh, – almost at the exact same time that I saw this story come across somewhere, um, I stumbled upon this. Uh, over at the Federalist where we lean for a lot of guests and we we like to have these people on. Uh, and I think we tried to get the uh, writer of this piece on also today. We weren't able to reach her. but And I'd also like to get the author of this book. Um, but – 
the title, this, it's the a piece on the Federalist, is the inside story of how America's intelligence agencies tried to undo Trump's election. So if you if you read what the, what uh, the reviewer says about this book, um, you, this the story from Infowars doesn't sound so uh, outlandish. Uh, her name is Christina Skirk. And the title of the book, written by Lee Smith, is The Plot Against the President, The True Story of How Congressman Devin Nunez Uncovered the Biggest Political Scandal in U.S. History. Now, if you weren't listening to our last segment, we had Hans von Spakovsky of the Heritage Foundation on, a guy who used to work in the the Justice Department. And I asked him if the title... Again, the plot against the president, the true story of how Congressman Devin Nunez uncovered the biggest political scandal in U.S. history. I asked him if, obviously without having read the book and not knowing what's inside the book, does that title sound like something that could be lived up to inside the book? And he said, absolutely. So he didn't think, again, he hasn't read the book, but he doesn't think it's, it doesn't sound like an outrageous uh, claim in the title at all to him. So according to uh, the, the woman who did the, the review, Christina Skirk, uh, Smith makes a compelling case that California Representative Devin Nunez and his steadfast team stood up to an army of Goliaths. And she says the book reads like a spy thriller. We're going to try to get the, the author on. I mean, he's trying to sell a book, and maybe we can get a hold of him. But... Um, it all and it talks about the you know the the fusion GPS uh, the dossier and so I mean I don't know about you but I'm so sick of hearing about the the, the dossier and I'm so anxious for somebody to come out and the uh, the 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 uh, inspector general or Durham the prosecutor who supposedly has um, put the, put uh, together a grand jury. Uh, they've we've been waiting for this gigantic shoe to drop, and it goes back to the dossier that was funded by Clinton, and I think by now you've heard that whole story ad nauseum. But including, in, in, uh, according to the book, the rumors were fueled by a now infamous report compiled by Fusion GPS, a research firm hired by Hillary Clinton's campaign. Christopher Steele, a former British intelligence agent, compiled his infamous and discredited dossier accusing Trump and several of his campaign officials of colluding with Russia to change the results of the 2016 election. All of Steele's information was second or third hand or in the public records. A lot of kind of similar to what you're hearing from these getting from these impeachment hearings. Nonetheless, the dossier was used to obtain a FISA, that's Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, warrant on Carter Page, a Trump campaign foreign policy advisor. You've heard all of this stuff if you've been following this at all. Uh, and, you know, we, of course, we're now past this because we're now talking about the Ukraine, but about what happened in, in Ukraine. But um, this was all that we were hearing for, how what, two and a half years from Mueller. Uh, it says the FBI team investigating Trump and his campaign called their investigation crossfire hurricane. FISA applications are only supposed to obtain verified information as judges do not have an investigative arm to verify the facts themselves. So that's why the dossier is a big deal and why it's a big deal if the people who presented the dossier to the judges knew before they presented it to the judges that it was unverifiable. But they did it anyway because they just wanted to spy on Trump. So knowing that the dossier was not only unverified but unverifiable, the Crossfire Hurricane team submitted it as evidence anyway. And here's the the sentence from... um, and this comes from the book, but it's also this is the person reviewing the book. They thought that since Hillary Clinton was going to win the election, they'd never be caught. That is the the big thing that everybody's uh, everybody needs to understand about this, and that's why I think it's so obvious. And you know the money and the time spent investigating it. These people thought there was no way. Hillary Clinton was going to lose. They could do whatever they wanted because once she got in, there was going to be no investigation because she just put a stop to it. Nobody would want an investigation. The media would have been thrilled that Hillary got elected. Uh, it would have been just uh, they would have been saying how wonderful it was for women everywhere and and wonderful for America. But um, Nunez, he went out and hired this guy uh, Kashyap Patel a prosecutor in the Justice Department's National Security Division, uh, as his lead investigator. That's what Nunez did. And in an interview in the book, this guy Patel 
tells the author of the book, Smith, that, quote, a significant part of the problem is that there was no accountability in the Obama Justice Department. Patel is the one who urged the Nunez team to go after documents first instead of witnesses because he knew the documents that detailed the department's own evidence were key to unmasking DOJ abuse. So um, and it goes on to just to review the book, and I won't go any further into it, but it sounds like a pretty... Uh, interesting book and one that I think is going to sell a lot of copies. And uh, but reading just a little bit of what this review of the book and 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 understanding what is likely to be in the book, um, combined with this this story from Infowars, which you have a tendency to be very skeptical about because of this because it's Infowars. But if what this written if what this guy Smith is writing about in this book is true, then. And and if the people who were involved in the conspiracy to uh, spy on and get Trump out of office, if all of that turns out to be true, then why would it be such a stretch to think that they'd want to figure out another way to get rid of him? Because what they tried ain't working. And, and the impeachment doesn't look like it's working. And you have people in the Democrat Party saying things like, uh, you know, we have to get him. We have to impeach him because if we don't, he might be reelected. They don't want this guy around, and especially in the State Department, because if he gets another term, he's got nothing to lose, and he can really go after these people. And there may be some secrets in there that going back fifty years that these uh, people are not elected, and they're just bureaucrats who've been appointed by presidents other than Trump. Um, that. You know, maybe the Infowars thing isn't all that far-fetched. And if it, and if this isn't true, why would anybody think that it would be outrageous to think that they would do something drastic to get Trump out of there? They're already doing drastic things. They're trying to impeach him over nothing. That's pretty drastic. This next step of poisoning him is a little much. But, hey, who knows? I'm just telling you. It's Infowars. We'll be right back. a very successful, affluent society for many people, yet it's also true that there are people that are being left out of that. And how do we reach those people? Joelle Gilliam, Executive Director at Light of Life Rescue Mission on Pittsburgh's North Side. So part of what Light of Life does is that we help them in our education and employment program to connect with workforce development, to look at the skill gap that exists. And so we're partnering with places like the community college. We're taking our clients once they are clean and they are ready to move on, now they can actually get credentialed in an area where they can be hired to work with uh, UPMC or Google or or Amazon or these other places. And so it provides an on-ramp for those who are left out to get back involved in society. Help someone else find their comeback story. To become a monthly partner or make a one-time gift, visit lightoflife.org slash give today. lightoflife.org slash give. The day after Thanksgiving, feed your soul. Join Amen to Action as we come together for the third year to sing, pray, celebrate, and pack over one million meals of hope for the hungry. It's Friday, November 29th at the Convention Center. Doors open at 8 a.m. We think we'll break last year's record. We know it will be a lot of fun. To register for the event or make a donation, go to amentoaction.org. When you're searching for a new mattress, you may be faced with a choice between a traditional inner spring or memory foam. But you don't have to choose. You can get the active support of a high-quality inner spring with the comfort of memory foam and the new hybrid mattresses from the original Mattress Factory. With two hand-built hybrid models to choose from, you can expect the latest in sleep innovation at the same high quality and factory-direct pricing you've come to expect from the original Mattress Factory. Visit OriginalMattress.com to learn more. If you're shopping for a mattress, you might find that you're paying a lot more for free. Mattress retailers use free delivery, free frames, and free box springs to close the deal. What they don't tell you is that the price of those freebies is already built into the price of the mattress. What if you don't need a frame or delivery? Too bad, you're paying for it anyway. At the Original Mattress Factory, we don't make you pay more for free. You'll only pay for what you need. That's the Original Mattress Factory difference. Visit OriginalMattress.com to learn more. You started your business with nothing but a great big idea. 
They told you it couldn't be done, but that just made you work harder to prove them wrong. Now look at you, ready to take on the world. Speed Pro Pittsburgh South gets where you're coming from. When they said they wanted to create great big graphics for great big ideas like yours in less time than anyone else, they were told it couldn't be done. Speed Pro Pittsburgh South just smiled and said, oh yeah, watch us. When you need a large format printing partner who can provide high quality visual graphics in stunning detail, from trade show displays to outdoor signs, 3M brand vehicle wrap for your fleet, to window graphics, banners, and decals. Speed Pro Pittsburgh South can handle most jobs in two days or less and can roll with last-minute change-ups without breaking a sweat. Who says it can't be done? For a free quote, visit speedpropghsouth.com. Needles and shots are one of the biggest fears in dentistry. In most cases, we have been able to completely eliminate that discomfort. Stock Family Dentistry on Perry Highway in Wexford is where exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. The wand is pretty magical. The way that it can deliver the anesthetic without any sort of a pinch. Most patients don't even realize that I'm giving an injection. I've had a few patients say, well, when are you going to give me the shot? And I've already done it. Visit StockFamilyDentistry.com. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Well, we haven't talked about uh, Colin Kaepernick uh, much at all today, did we? But uh, he was in the news quite a bit over the weekend. Um, tomorrow, uh, we're planning to have Ralph Sindrich on to talk about this, but I just want to give you a little um, little tease, I guess you'd call it, about what, what's going on. Um, Ralph, by the way, is a former agent, and he would know all about this. You know that uh, Colin Kaepernick, what what was supposed to be a workout for him down in Atlanta turned into a complete fiasco where he refused to do the workout at the designated spot at the, I think it was at the Falcons, uh, the Falcons uh, workout facility. And I, I think that um, everybody should understand that this guy is, really doesn't want to play football. He, he's, he's, he's trying to... Um, He's trying to get, I don't know, he's trying to work on his brand or whatever it is, but it, I don't think it has a lot to do with playing football. But anyway, there was a lot of speculation about what exactly it was that the NFL was um, trying to accomplish by inviting, uh, setting up a workout and inviting all 32 teams to show up. Only eight showed up. Well, there's a story uh, at Yahoo Sports today that says that the, that the uh, workout was nothing but a Trojan horse. And that it was a way to get Kaepernick to come in, and they needed him to sign a waiver um, before he could do the workout. And it's a, a waiver, is, uh, which they do for anybody who they work out, uh, somebody who's looking for a job, any player. They have to sign some kind of a waiver that if they get hurt in the workout or whatever, I don't know what it's all about, but it's a complicated waiver. But according to this story, it, the reason it was a Trojan horse is there was a clause in there that would have somehow help the NFL avoid any future litigation based on the fact that Kaepernick hasn't been able to find a job. And it's possible that his attorneys looked at the the waiver that they wanted him to sign and uh, told him, don't sign it. So um, the NFL may have actually had a plot to make it look like they were opening up for Colin Kaepernick, but what they were actually doing was making it easier for teams not to be bothered by him and for him and making it harder for him to do anything about it, to, to sue them or to uh, contest or, you know, occlusion. He's already gotten some kind of a payoff, millions of dollars for collusion. Um, and so tomorrow we'll have Ralph Sindrich on to talk about this and some other things in, uh, uh, pertaining to sports and players being paid that uh, I want to talk to him about. But um, it's, uh, it's, I think it's an interesting story. And another one, another angle that I have uh, for, uh, for Ralph is, you know, the Tua, the player for uh, the quarterback for Alabama got hurt. And there's a lot of people uh, crying and whining about the fact that, uh, boy, it's a shame if this would have been a career-ending injury, which it appears not to be now. But at the time, if it, would, if it had been while he, he just was, 
robbed of being able to make money because he was somehow forced to play college football instead of uh, at, at Alabama. And again, as I've said here many times on this issue, they're blaming the NCAA for this stuff, for this kid not being able to be paid. And this, they're blaming the wrong people, and 99% of the media blame the wrong uh Entity when it comes to this. They blame the NCAA, which is a cesspool, I, I, as I've said here many times, football and basketball. But it's the NFL that's at fault here. The NFL is preventing guys like uh, Tua and guys like the kid from uh, Ohio State, younger, uh, young, I should say, Chase Young, to. Um, it's the NFL preventing those teams from playing. And. And these players who are coming up on bowl games here in January, who are a potential first-round picks, and they risk a, risk the possibility of being injured in the bowl game, playing for their college team, and costing themselves literally millions and millions of dollars, tens of millions maybe if you're a high number one pick, um, and they're talking about how unfair it is, and you know why should this kid play in the bowl game? This kid from Alabama should have been in the NFL to start this season. He's good enough. If he's if he's considered uh, as young as a, a strong candidate for be, to be the number one pick in the draft, then he's good enough to be in the NFL right now. I wrote a column about this at the Trib about Young, and it, it applies to uh, the kid from Alabama too. It's um, it's the NFL and the monopoly that it has as the only major professional football league in America. Um, the XFL is going to come in, back in next uh, winter. We'll see next spring. We'll see what happens with that. But it's why shouldn't this these guys who are looking at bowl games that they don't want to play in? Why shouldn't they instead of just not playing in the game? Why shouldn't they just be able to say uh, today? That, you know what, I, I'm done with college football. I think I'd like to play pro. Uh, you guys tell me which team I'm supposed to play for under your rules. You can have a supplemental draft if you want. But I'm done with college. I'm pretty good. Everybody tells me I'm going to be a number one draft pick. I think I can play right now. So I'm applying for a job in the NFL. Somebody needs to hire me. Why shouldn't he be able to do that? And And the fact that he's not able to do that is what causes the problems, many of the problems that exist in college football and basketball. Same thing with the NBA. These kids are forced to stay there. If they if they want to make money in pro football, they have to pay their dues playing for nothing in college. Not because the NCAA makes, forces them to go to college. It's because the NFL won't allow them to play unless they go to college. And that's stupid. Anyway, we'll talk to, uh, to Ralph Sindrich about that and other things tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Bye. The John Steigerwall Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group.